0: When I say no, that means no. When I say I don't want to be bothered, that means I don't want to be bothered. Um, take me as I am. Like, I want you to understand that when I say something, I mean it. And don't confuse what I mean for what you feel like it's supposed to represent. I spoke what I spoke. That is exactly what it is. I think sometimes when you say stuff, people want to still put what they think or how they feel about it on what you say. So just ask me, like, is that like, fuck me? Like, you don't want to be bothered with me no more? Or is it fuck me? Like, I want you out of my life. Like, be specific in that regard. But don't just think that you can still dictate what that fuck you means. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's how I want to start off today. People just don't have anybody to talk to. And they'll just walk up and start talking to you. I just have this thing now where I'm like, um, I just came to do my job. I didn't come to be friendly. Um, I'm pretty sure those people over in that corner there will probably like to talk to you more than me. I mean, it sounds like an asshole thing to do, but it's the truth.
1: So I didn't realize this show just started and I was trying to figure (laughs) out what was happening real quick. So I was like, oh, okay. He reading a quote. And then I was like, oh no, wait, what's happening? No,
0: that's how we going to start. I got you. I I want, I want us to define, um, our no's shouts out to, uh, Stephanie from the, I said no podcast. A lot of the no's that I say now have, um, been influenced by her, um, basically Mm -hmm. encouraging people to set boundaries and i realized that i'm not really as mean as i thought i was i'm more just i'm more so just honest like Mm -hmm. i I don't want to be bothered and unfortunately for a lot of people that are lonely that don't have necessarily a support group or a support system they don't realize or even recognize when a person is like indirectly saying like get the fuck out of my face
1: say it again
0: you know like when you have that moment of i just want to chill And I don't want to be bothered by nobody. And that person still can't read that energy. Ultimately, that means because they're lonely people, they don't know how to respond to people being that way because they never have people around them. Mm -hmm. So it's just almost like, well, let me just spark a conversation. Maybe that'll just change the mood. No, you fucking up the mood because you should be reading the person that you're approaching. If a person sees you coming towards them and they don't smile or they don't crack some kind of smirk, Mm -hmm. then why would you say more than just hi, how you doing and keep it pushing? This person is staring at you like an opposition. And then you just go into a conversation like you don't really know how to read energy correctly. So I just want to establish that I want to start to show off with being clear about Boundaries. I don't want to be bothered is a boundary. I don't want to talk to people is sometimes a boundary that you have to enforce and you have to be detailed and clear on what it really is. It can't be sensitive to people's needs because then it'll turn your objective away from how you feel. And now you're trying to be nice to a person when you didn't want to do anything at all. That's how we're going to start today. Oh, we didn't introduce ourselves either. (laughs) I'm BJ. Follow me at Dare BJ. That's Mona Lisa. Follow her at Mona Lisa. I'm not even going to let her introduce herself today. I want you to know that we are setting boundaries today. When I don't want to be bothered, I don't want to be bothered. When Mona Lisa doesn't want to be bothered, she doesn't want to be bothered. When I say fuck you, that's what it is. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Period. And that's how we starting the show. I hope y'all are happy. I hope you guys have been blessed. How you been? How are you doing? I'm trying to
1: figure out what good sleep is. I don't know what that oh is my anymore. God. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but I feel like no matter the amount of sleep I get, that I never feel well rested. Real and good. I'm really starting to feel like this is a medical issue somewhere. Okay. Because whether I sleep three hours or I sleep eight to ten hours, I'm ready to take a nap about an hour or two later. That's me I too. I don't understand. That is me. So I, I just, I don't know what really good rest is
0: anymore. You know, like me getting sleep is becoming like a, a like a small indirect issue in my relationship too. Because I be wanting to take a nap, but because she be like up and at them and mm-hmm. just going all day, I feel self-conscious about sleeping all day in front of her. So I be trying to, like, insist upon her getting the fuck out so I could take a nap. You so feel I, guilty. Yeah. So, like, today, you know, I was just asking, like, what time you leaving? You know what I'm saying? And she like, damn, why are you trying to get me out the crib? I'm like, uh, in my mind, like, hell yeah. <laughs> and she, like, looking at me like weird. Like, what is this about? And I, I had to be honest. I said, look. I be wanting to take a nap, but I don't be wanting to take a nap in front of you because I feel like all I want to do now is sleep. And you just be bouncing around, you know, doing all of this different shit around here. And she laughed, but it's like, I'm serious.
1: That is so thoughtful. You know, most people do not fucking think about that. They don't give a damn how you feel. I'm about to take this nap. Please keep it down. Right.
0: You know, but it's almost just like, I just don't want to be like supremely lazy, you know, in front of her because like- I swear to God, every day when she get up for work, I still I'm still relatively sleeping for like a whole hour and a half when she gets up to get ready for work in the morning. And then on the weekends, even though it's nothing for her to do, she's still up. And I just be like, I'm sleeping to about 12 today, <laughs> you know, but yeah. it's a part of life. I definitely have um had a much better week this week. Than the previous weeks. Simply because I've been saying no a lot. I've been saying no to everybody. Mm. And the thing about it is. I've always been in a position. In my relationships to where. When I would say things. Or when I would do certain things. I always had to explain it. Like you know. It wasn't meant that way. Or I didn't mean it that way. Right. Um. But what I found out is. And kind of is what's taking me through this episode is people already thought what they potentially believed you were trying to say before you even got the phrase out your mouth. Just the simple fact that you said no is offensive to certain people because they don't believe that they deserve no's from you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That That's the weird thing about like when you deal with your parents, your parents will say shit like, well, I'm your mama. <laughs> no. You know what I'm saying, and of course I don't say that, but in my mind I'm like, I
1: hope not. Um,
0: so what? It's mm. still no. Like when your daddy, like, hey boy, I'm your father, nigga. So no,
1: right. I'm not
0: doing it. You know what I'm saying? And it's that moment they try of,
1: to guilt trip you, yeah,
0: and they try to manipulate you mm. with with authority. And that's something that I notice in black homes is like fear is was used to emphasize authority. Like, I don't... I'm not scared of you. I said, no, my nigga. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm an adult now. I got my own responsibilities. You fucked up your situation over there. That does not become my responsibility to help you fix it. Yeah. Now, if I want to just so happen take out some time to help you get your shit together, then I'll let you know when I can do it. But at this moment, it's no. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And when I started saying no... My life changed. Like, my skin got clear. I started exfoliating. (laughs) I went and got some exfoliation gloves and shit. I started cleaning my skin and shit. I really felt like I was, like, a better person, you know? Everything was changing. Letting
1: all that shit go. Letting
0: all that shit go. I'm shaving all of this shit off, you know? And it's been so much better. I say no. Like, even with my boss. Like, my boss is the person that will... He will set my route up for me. And... It's downtown Detroit. It's pretty much the the heartbeat mm. of the city. Everything is constantly moving all day long. So you can't really do a whole lot of work downtown. You got all kinds of parking issues. It is nowhere for a truck to park downtown. I can't stand
1: driving downtown. Me neither. I don't like
0: it. It's it's terrible. If like, I found
1: out I gotta drive down there, then I'm <laughs> rethinking. Do I really want to do this? Do I really want to go? Like you have to be. So close to me for me to, you know, consider going to an event or something Mm -hmm. you have downtown because I cannot stand driving downtown.
0: And it's so, it's so many people who are employees of a lot of those federal buildings downtown that have to park like seven to 10 blocks away from where they work because they'll still charge you for parking in the building you work in as Mm -mm. an employee. Like that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? And so like, a lot of them, which is a trick that I believe the casinos are starting to get hip to, is you'll park at the casino for free and then jump on the people mover from mm-hmm. the casino and let the people mover take you to where you work at. Right. So, like, now the casino want to ask for ID and all kind of crazy shit.
1: Seriously?
0: Yeah. And it's really crazy downtown. So, as soon as they see, you know, the water man pull up, they like, uh-uh, you can't park here. <laughs> like, as soon as they see me wow. because- they already looking forward to the cars getting backed up. And they like, well, I can get a car right there. So
1: then how are you supposed to do your delivery? I
0: can't. So like my boss will give me like 30. You
1: 30- better call the lobby. Um, <laughs> meet me at the corner. <laughs> shit.
0: And the crazy shit is like I tell my boss, like, look, I'm not getting 30 stops done. I'm not getting 40 stops done down here. It's just not happening. And he'll text me with the 30 stops that he gave me and say, this person called in. Can you slide them in?
1: Mm -hmm. Um, my
0: nigga, no, my nigga, no, you know? And so, like I said, when I started saying no, shit started changing Mm -hmm. and I'm not disrespectful with it. I'm like, Hey, look, it's just not happening, you know? And my peace is different. My energy is different. I'm not letting nobody frustrate me. It's just no, like you know, I get invited to places. Hey, look, we going out for drinks. Nah, I'm good. You know? So no nigga, no. (laughs) So when I say no, I mean, no. And that's just the tip that I'm on. I know we kind of started this off a little weird because we always have like these little powwows before we actually start. And then it it's like when we get into it, it'd be nothing but like dry shit. Like, man, you wouldn't believe this shit here. Or I went through <laughs> this shit here. I yeah. did. And by the time we get to record, it's kind of like we're bringing that energy. Into how we approach the recording of the episode. So now we're just pretty much just releasing and saying, look, my no is my no. I'm not going to keep fighting with people about my personal peace and sanity. It just is what it is. And I think this is the perfect way for you to start your week. your You know, your goals, your journey. Like, look, stop letting people determine how the fuck you feel about shit you care about and your time and your sleep, you know, and all of that. Stop letting people fuck that up for you yeah shit agreed. get your raggedy ass on go find somebody else to put your afflictions on you know shit
1: oh my gosh <laughs>
0: I feel better you
1: feel better yeah
0: I feel better after my rant shit
1: okay.
0: you know so
1: bj's motivation <laughs> motivational hour
0: but yeah so getting to the um i guess the show show we'll start with we kind of touched on figuratively our weeks now we can talk about our comfort zones like your comfort zone now how has your comfort zone challenged you since we started the comfort zones is for suckers like how has your comfort zone become somewhat different or difficult for you
1: um I am getting to a place where I am trying to break out of my comfort zone or even trying to figure... I don't even know if I have a comfort zone anymore because I've spent a lot of time in discomfort. Because I've spent so much time in a state of discomfort in various areas, Mm -hmm. my area of comfort is very small. And I'm just kind of trying to find how I can navigate in this area of discomfort. I don't know if I – I don't really know if I want to be comfortable anymore because comfort to me represents –
0: Like complacency? Yes,
1: complacency. Mm -hmm. Like you're not really moving or progressing or growing. And I know that there's still so many areas in my life and in my being that I want to be and where I want to, you know, want to experience – And there's still so much that I haven't done. And I already get, like, mild anxiety, you know, Mm -hmm. that can increase depending on, you know, how out there in the forefront I need to be. But just kind of trying to make this area of discomfort work for me.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You know? So I can say for my comfort zones for suckers (laughs) – we will title this, and this is what I ask myself, WWBJD. What would BJ do? <laughs> because I'm dead ass. Like, I literally be feeling guilty. Like, shit, I'm just sitting here trying to catch up on rest. But, shit, I bet BJ ain't sitting down. <laughs> BJ over here doing something. So, I'm like, let me get up and, you know. Be active, navigate through my discomfort, figure out how I can grow, how I can be a better Melissa, how I can, you know, be better navigating in business. Mm -hmm. You know, I see you and you motivate me to do better in business because I watch you make these different moves, make these different steps that are known and unknown, Mm -hmm. you know, to the masses, but... It's very motivational to see your friends grow and to see oh. um, progression. And I will say that that puts a battery on my back to help me to take those steps that I probably initially, not that they would never get done, but they get done a lot sooner because it's like, oh shit, let me catch up. Let and me that's see. How I and it's, it's not, it's, I know it's not supposed to be a competition. It's really not, but it, it helps motivate me to push myself yeah. and I,
0: I really understand what that feels like because like people think that when I'm doing 40 different things it's really me trying right. 40 different things that I have no clue what the outcome is going to be exactly but I'm I, I'm like honestly unhappy all of the time mm-hmm. like I'm honestly like not satisfied I always tell people because like when I take a compliment of any kind it always feels weird to accept it because it's like you thought that was good right you know But and, see
1: i understand the efforts to grow and mm-hmm. that's what i mean you're taking steps to grow and in the, in this in the what is it in light of you making those steps you're also being transparent that, yeah. you know, about your feelings and, you know, how it's making you feel and, right. you know, being humanizing your experience. Right, right, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. And so I think that that is also too why people relate to you like they mm-hmm. do, because you're very transparent about your process while you're in right. the process. But to just see you take these steps and to push yourself and to grow in all of these different areas, because, I mean, quite as it's kept all creatives, pretty much, I mean, well, all the ones I've interacted with, you know, have a lot of different areas yeah. that they want to grow and experience and try. And it can be very, very overwhelming and emotionally taxing Mm -hmm. and you know Mm -hmm. hell that's probably why i'm tired all the time just the (laughs) thought of you know having to do x y z and a and b you know it's just very it it zaps your energy and then you want to then at that same time you have to incorporate the responsibilities of home life and work life Mm -hmm. and you know the creative life and it's like oh shit I'm i'm tired you know
0: yeah so i had i spent last week um I recorded, I recorded like four different takes of one episode. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, the reason why I was working so hard to do some of the, um, over the computer episodes, which that's beginning to be taxing because a lot of the guests are from the West coast. Mm -hmm. So naturally when I'm getting off at 9 30 at night mm. it's still relatively 6 30 over there so it doesn't bother them to um you know kind of like sit in and talk with me but it's like I'm winding down just as I'm getting started and then like they'll tell me on their end they're not free until 9 30 so, so that's 12 here. over here so I'm literally like napping for an hour and a half getting up pretty much going over a one to two hour conversation, still having to trim about 45 minutes off of this conversation mm-hmm. and then doing the editing processes and all of this different stuff. And then I'm going to bed at three and have to get up at six.
1: That's crazy. So
0: it was like, okay, I'm only doing this because I know that the process for me to record by myself is going to be even longer than that. Mm. So um, I've been really trying to, Focus on being consistent Mm -hmm. and everything so this is the process that it takes for me to eventually get rest but um one thing uh shouts out to queen poison i had uh spoke to her in um a few of our little conversations that we'll have in our group we in the writers group together and um Mm -hmm. she'll say like own your shit so you can one day talk your shit Mm -hmm. you know and she always say that to me like you gotta own it like you putting that work in that gives you the right to say, look, I did this. I'm Mm -hmm. good at this. This was what became of the efforts that I put in. And then it backs up everything that you say. So it be those moments where I'm like, it's still not the best, but I have to still be able to receive the support that comes with it because I'm going to need it in order to keep going through this strenuous process of reproducing the same stuff over and over again Like I literally did this show four times, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And And it really was only because I felt like I left out one little ass point of like five minutes or less worth of talking out of a 45 minute conversation. And instead of patching it in, I did the whole thing over. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And I think that like, that's a part of that discomfort of like trying to make sure that you're perfect, mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily aiming for perfection. It's aiming for a. But certain... you know
1: what you have in mind and how yeah. you want it to be, and there's nothing wrong with that. Not everybody can just get on the mic and just talk, and yeah, you... not every show works that way. We're just right. go, right. and it's just so unless I mean... you,
0: I mean, unless you affect. As many circles as most of those people that right. can do it. Like, That's
1: what I'm saying. Like, Yeah. if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, it's nothing wrong with going back and doing it how you want it to be done. Yeah. You
0: know? So, like, I think me working this hard, I mean, it's definitely taxing. It's definitely overwhelming, too, you yeah. know, because it feels like you have to treat it as a responsibility. But what I really appreciate is that, the more that I do it, the better I seem to get. And that's Mm -hmm. the part of it that's kind of what I'm trying to learn how to celebrate because I've I've started so many processes, you know, um, changing the formats of my personal show and working on this one, Um, adding a segment that I really believe is going to encourage the conversations between men and women. Um, I got to a point where, I saw certain visions that I couldn't necessarily get implemented by the people that I would pay as a work for hire. Mm -hmm. I started developing a skill set for graphic design. Um, I'm getting back to music. I'm doing so much to fight for a creative space that makes me happy.
1: And these are all very time consuming. Yeah,
0: time consuming. And then I even get lost sometimes in doing so much of this stuff that I forget. I got a mama. I got a girlfriend. I got a daddy. I got a cousin. I got an aunt, sister. And I find myself having to explain to them in so many instances that this stuff that I'm doing does seem like a hobby, but it's a hobby to you because you don't understand it. It's a passion for me, you know, and I have to say no to certain things when it comes to certain people. Mm -hmm. And that's just what it's been. That doesn't even bother me anymore to know that. You know, somebody may just get offended by not getting my attention at that moment. I don't give a fuck. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And there's no nice way to say that. You know what I'm saying? But I'm trying to find ways to explain to people those drastic measures of my feelings without you hearing me directly say, like, I don't give a fuck.
1: That's kind of where I'm at because I don't like to ever be. I don't want to feel harsh. I know this also falls into learning how to say no more with no explanation. Yeah. But then at the same time, if it's people in your life that you genuinely care about,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you don't want to, you know, um, you do want to at least lighten it, I guess. Right, right. But at the same time, even then, they need to understand it's just no.
0: Right, right. I really believe that people have a honest reason to believe it's okay to be the way that they are because i think we've said yes too much yes you know what i'm saying i agree and um it's not always the other person's fault that they take advantage of you the way that they do because you've said yes too much and Mm -hmm. um i learned that now every day it's just like look man saying no does not mean you're being mean and then too no is one of the two answers you can get Mm mm-hmm like, it's two answers to every question you ask. One is going to be the positive and one is going to be the negative. But ultimately, we don't want to be negative. So we think that saying no or saying that we just don't want to do something mm-hmm. is looked at as being unfair to the person that needs your help. Mm-hmm. No, I just don't feel like it.
1: But see, what I don't like either is like in the times when I say yes, I genuinely don't have a problem in those, you know, cases. mm mm-hmm being there for you, helping you or supporting you or whatever the case may be that, you know, brought me to say yes. But then at the same time, if you get into a space of them used to being, you know, you saying yes, but you get to a point where you have to say no or time or two, you know, for whatever reason, then it's taken personal. Mm -hmm. And it's like, but I can't, or, you know, either I need that time for myself or I just, yeah. Don't want to, you know, can't, don't want to. Mm-hmm. And the no is like, oh. Right. How dare you? Like So
0: in the cases of like saying no, let's be specific on like certain no's that need to be challenged in like just regular life. Like one of the no's that um I personally would like to just discuss, and this is not a personal account that I'm speaking on, but just something in general that I see problem with. We have these ideas of like certain things being like standard to a relationship. Mm-hmm. You supposed to know everybody that your man know. Mm-hmm. You supposed to know everybody that your girl know. It it should never be a secret or whatever. I think it
1: is. that okay. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to really know every single person that each other knows, just because I mean y'all gonna navigate in areas apart from mm-hmm. each other at points in time anyway. So. You're never going to fully know everybody, but as long as you know and have met the people that matter. That matter, right? Then I don't see what the problem is. Like if you're talking about the family and the closest friends, then those are the people that you should be concerned about. If you're right. talking about the co-workers and I don't give a fuck about them.
0: Right. Right. I don't
1: really need to know them. You know what I'm saying? That, me personally, yeah, I and don't. And it's
0: those moments where you see these people in these spaces that will say, like if a guy says, oh, I'm going out with a couple of co-workers and just so happens that the six people that he named, it was four women and two guys. That's just the, the, the ratio of right. people that's going. That don't mean that is one guy for one girl. Uh, none of that Mm. shit like I think we project our insecurities in those moments to say that um it's not nothing that I don't know about this nigga or it's nothing that I don't know about this girl when quite frankly you really don't need to know all of that like you really just have to be comfortable with this person being their own individual Mm -hmm. and saying look he don't want to be bothered with me tonight you know what I'm saying like and I think in every relationship like those people like that take pride in oh we do everything together (laughs) nah my nigga i'm good even if that was a possibility i still don't want that right you know what i'm saying i want the space to be bj like i'm i'm brandon literally 95 percent of the time and brandon is a person with extreme responsibility extreme emotional issues Mm -hmm. and all of those different things like sometimes i want to be bj and when i go And have the chance to be BJ. I don't want you like, what about me? Right. You know what I'm saying? And I think that like in relationships, we always try to burden people with the responsibility of the relationship all the time
1: so that well i agree i totally agree that it's very important to have those spaces apart from one another yeah so you can be you and that person can be that person and you all can have a chance to miss one another mm-hmm. and to come together because what's going to end up happening is you don't want him or her to look at you and say i'm fucking tired of looking at you <laughs> you didn't even do nothing wrong right. but i am done because <laughs> i am just fucking tired of looking at you i don't want to see a picture i don't want to see right i just don't want to look over at you no
0: more and you know those people that will ask you you ain't miss me just because they've been gone for five (laughs) minutes hell no i ain't miss you i i see you every day yeah (laughs) you know what i'm saying it's just that sense of belonging to a person and it's really not that serious it's Mm -hmm. just like look man just live your life be comfortable and be happy but just because you dipped off for an hour and a half I should not be having withdrawals because you gone for an hour and a half. Right. That's an indication of how needy you might be.
1: Absolutely. And that indicates you need some friends (laughs) or you need a hobby. Like, I'm serious. Like, if all you have is time and space to sit there and twiddle your thumbs and wonder if I miss you, then your time is not being preoccupied
0: correctly. It's not. And that like, and you have to say no to those moments with when, when when those people try to manipulate you in those moments to stay for the sake of their comfort or to stay for the sake of them having something to do other than remind themselves of how bored they are without you. Mm-hmm. Like you have to insist upon, okay, well, while I'm gone, do something that you would have never done had not I been here. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to still insist upon having your space as an individual. I just really hate how we use relationships to control people. You know, like, that shit is corny.
1: I think that also comes along with not really understanding how relationships work. You try to mimic Mm
0: -hmm.
1: what you see or what you deem to be normal in relationships that, seem to be happy, yeah. functioning relationships, yeah. but not even realizing even those things you're witnessing can be very toxic and oh, wrong. Yeah. Oh yeah. So really most people have the wrong idea.
0: Do you think we we allow people to freely feel in any sector, whether it's relationship, friendship, um, relative, like do we allow people to freely feel How they feel.
1: Not like we should. Yeah. Because we want to project. I think too many times when a person expresses an emotion that doesn't make us comfortable, then we want to say, we we want them to more so understand how what they're saying is affecting us. Yeah, yeah. So we, aside from how, what you're saying, how you feel, I need you to understand how that is making Making me me feel. feel. Right. So you're canceling out. My feelings. Their feelings.
0: So then you wonder why I'm saying, fuck you.
1: Right. So if I come (laughs) to you and I say, well, this is how I feel, da-da-da-da-da, or I think this, this, and this. Well, Melissa- I don't really know if I'm comfortable with you saying this and this and this, mm-hmm. but I just told you how I feel. Right. These are, I own these <laughs> emotions.
0: <laughs> right. Here. Right.
1: So yes, too many times I don't really think we're allowing that person to, you know, live in their feelings before we try to project.
0: Yeah. Our reaction to that. Feeling. I was just having a conversation and um, we were like talking about monogamy um like you know so many people are like trained on you know the monogamous relationship you know being solely dedicated to just one individual but our feelings don't necessarily work in that same regard Mm -hmm. so um I came to the resolution in myself that um monogamy is not necessarily my thing but it's my preference Mm -hmm. because ultimately like I can't control who and what I feel things for, but I just choose to be with one woman. Ultimately, I don't have the time for more than one person. Um, It's a responsibility that I don't see being beneficial to where I am right now. So I just choose to be with one person. But what I do want to incorporate in this monogamous relationship that I'm in now is that if ever there is a need to change or a need for change, you should be comfortable enough to communicate that like i i'm not mm. i'm not like trying to own her heart like that you know what i'm saying like oh she's mine and that's just it i don't feel like that's fair
1: that is so hard for a lot of people to do yeah and i find myself um just even having conversations with um with different men that I just start to realize as I grow how closed-minded mm-hmm. their mindsets are. If I were to even approach, <laughs> hold on, before I even go there. Riding in a car with the ex that I just broke up with, right? Uh-huh. So, I remember months back we were um, on our way somewhere listening to The Breakfast Club in the morning. And they were talking about rape culture. You know what I'm saying? Um... And I think that Charlemagne was saying something about how he didn't realize a lot of his behaviors will fall into rape mm-hmm. culture and just trying to take accountability for right, right. the errors of his ways, you know, and trying to do better and be better. And so this motherfucker over here. Man, whatever, I ain't never raped nobody, da-da-da-da-da. And then he goes into some shit talking about how when he was younger or something, like when he ran a train or some girl with some guys. And I'm just like, what the fuck? And then he's like, she wanted to do that. Or she, we didn't make her do that. And I said, but they're not saying you raped her. They're just saying these are... characteristics Characteristics of of rape culture like that's not okay regardless of whether she is a willing participant like the shit where did she i'm sure she didn't just walk up and say
0: i want seven niggas to right right
1: so the idea was birthed from somewhere and even if she agreed to it you don't know if that was you know
0: a healthy place where feelings come from
1: right so i was just really bothered and i was just like So for me to even try and make him see a different perspective, he was like getting really combative and like, no, like, that's not, that's, you're not going to like, just the word itself, Mm -hmm. rape was just like throwing him and just like, it's just kind of trying to educate a person that's not in a space of being educated. Mm. To see another perspective was very daunting. And that was, you know, another reason out of many that I was just like, oh, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Let me find a way to get out of this shit. Right. So it's just like, come on, man. So that, you know, um, in talking to someone else, you know, I find, too, that, yes, a lot of guys like to try tried to take ownership, you mine, you know, I'm yours. And it's like, but also in saying that, another perfect example. I've always wanted to take dance. When I was Mm -hmm. a little kid, I wanted to do ballet. I never got a chance to do ballet. For whatever reason, I asked my parents. I don't know if they didn't take it seriously, didn't have the money to do so. So as a kid who was just like, oh, you know, it's not happening, I stopped asking. Mm Mm-hmm. Never came into, but I've always wanted to, and I always wonder what my life would be like if I did dance. It's just a form of art that I always thought was very beautiful, and Mm -hmm. I just, you know, liked it. And I always told myself I'll go back and do a dance class, even if it's not ballet. You know, I will go and do some form of dance just to learn. I've always wanted to learn how to ballroom, salsa, do different, you know, Mm -hmm. dance. So... The other guy that I talked to, I asked him about dancing, you know, would you be willing to take a dance class with me? And he's like, well, I don't really dance. I was just like, okay, well, and then I'm like, well, I would take it. I'll take class by myself then. Mm -hmm. His response. So who you going to be dancing with? Well, if you don't want to dance with me, who, what the fuck does it matter? So then the issue is like, well, I don't really dance and you don't feel comfortable taking a dance class. So now I should not dance at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because you don't want to do it. Right. So right. then he's like, well, why now? Why you haven't done it before? It don't fucking matter why I didn't do it before and why I'm yeah, doing that's, it now. That's, that
0: bullshit. Because too. I want to. Right.
1: <clears throat> so it's like, well, it's a reason. Got to be a reason. I said, your argument is dumb right now you questioning why I want to take a dance class now and why I never just did it in the past doesn't matter. The fact is, I ain't dead yet. So if you don't want to get up and dance with me and you were choice number one, don't think that I'm not going to experience life just because it's an area that you're not comfortable with because you're not comfortable with another man dancing with me.
0: God damn, that was a bar. (laughs) I'm just saying. That was ill. Yeah, I... As much as I want to be that guy that, you know, I don't want to fall into the the place of doing what everybody does. Like, I know what the intention is mm-hmm. for so many people when they say, I'm so in love with you and- You know, you're the only one for me and all of these things that they say. Mm -hmm. I understand the intention. I I do think that we try our hardest to make people feel like they belong to Mm -hmm. this institution of love. And I get it. And, you know, to each his own that, you know, whoever decides to do it that way. Fine. But um, when I realized that a lot of my ego is connected to that, too, Um, I spend more money on you than other women. So I feel like you should love me more. Or I take you to better restaurants than the other girls because I'm trying to prove to you that you're different than the other women. When you have some of the same traits as the women I've dated previously, like those things then are you're still tying
1: your love into finances yeah, and gifts. And you're doing these that. things
0: to try to make a person believe that the relationship <clears throat> constructs are not the same. And they are. It ultimately boils down to what you make the relationship out to be. So when I have these conversations and people are listening to me tell about why I choose not to even ideally try to own my lady is because I want her to be free to tell me when it's a nigga at work doing something to her that's not even really directed towards her. Like she Mm -hmm. could be in the midst of a man that does something that I never done before. And not even realize how much of that action makes a difference to her Mm -hmm. as a woman. She should be free enough to feel those feelings and then come back to me and say, well, why don't you do this? Or why don't you say that? Or why don't you? And we can have a conversation. And I think that because we minimize our feelings to protect other people, this is why we cheat. This is why we go off and do sneaky things because we're not made... We weren't made comfortable to feel things, to experience things like everything that I know about women didn't come from the woman I love. Mm -hmm. It came from the women I hated, too. You know what I'm saying? And you don't give people the opportunity to develop their sense of boundary or Mm -hmm. their sense of saying no. So when I talk to people, it's like, well, you got a girl. How do you feel like that? Because I realized that my relationship does not own me. You know what I'm saying? Right.
1: That doesn't mean that you're not committed and you're not, it's not an open relationship. You're just respecting that she, you can't control her emotions and her feelings and and her experiences. She's a human. Right.
0: You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And when I have these conversations, I was always wondering, like, how would she feel if I said these things publicly? So I would just talk to her about it. And surprising enough, it's like, this makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I'm not just that guy that, Oh, you know, here we are. We're approaching our third year in a relationship and I kept a lot of things private. I'm, Mm -hmm. you know, me, I'm private. I'm not talking about what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So, um, we're approaching a third year when it doesn't even look as if we've been together this long because Mm -hmm. I kind of did my vetting process. The Mm -hmm. way that I felt like I would most comfortably get to know her completely before putting it on you know public display. Mm-hmm. So I get people that say. Well when is the wedding? How you know I'm not enjoying this shit. That's going on right now. I'm enjoying this shit. Like you know. like That's
1: why? them projecting their standards. On, on you. you. And see that's another thing I don't like either. Whatever I do in the decisions. That I make in my life. I'm never comfortable with. Unsolicited advice. And that's pretty Real much shit. what that is. Because. It always is someone trying to dictate well you should do this or I don't think yeah now it's one thing if you think that something's unhealthy and you genuinely have a concern I'm never upset about a person sharing a genuine concern but I feel like oftentimes people project their standards right, right. for their life and how they do things onto you and why mm-hmm. they feel you know and so a lot think- of
0: people think that their experience um which is not always experience is more or less age difference Mm -hmm. because they think that because they're older than you, they have something to share with you. Mm -hmm. And in those cases where you meet those older people who just automatically assume that monogamy means marriage, Mm -hmm. that's probably why you're unhappy because you really haven't made a definition suitable to how you truly feel about relationships. You just going along with the standard that's what it was
1: during their time yeah
0: because i know people that have been extremely happy forever Mm -hmm. and are still not married still have not spent that money on this elaborate wedding they've been together longer than some of the people who Mm -hmm. actually went and got the paperwork signed
1: but i feel like whichever way you choose is fine as long as y'all in sync about what you want because see what i don't like to happen when when we start talking about marriage and whatnot, because there's so many conversations when it comes to marriage, I find now a lot of people are saying it's just the institution. It's like, it's it's just what? How can I put it? It's just a piece of paper mm-hmm. and I have a lot of negative thoughts on the whole wedding process and being married. And it's kind of like, well, if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. But also consider the fact you may feel that way because you haven't found your equal partner to make you feel like that's what mm-hmm. you want. You know what I'm saying? But we have to make sure that what I don't, okay. What too, a lot of times people are in love with the idea of marriage and not what marriage means in itself. Mm-hmm. And you have to make sure that, you know, who you are considering being with has an understanding of the difference. Right. You right. know, but I think whichever you choose is whether you want to formally get married or not. As long as your relationship is solid, that's what matters.
0: Because I honestly don't think that my relationship is going to change at all Mm -hmm. because of that. You know, because Mm -mm. like the things that we talk about on like on personal level, Mm -hmm. you know, she has asked me, like, what do I think about it and how do I feel about kids? And my answers to the public are not good enough. But my no is my no. Mm -hmm. Daycare is the reason why. I don't <laughs> want to have a kid right now because if you look at it, daycare mm-hmm. costs more than some of my personal bills right now.
1: Mm-hmm, it does. I That's do expensive. not have
0: five and 600 extra dollars mm-hmm. to, you know, disperse out of my pocket right now. I don't have that, but I know that two working class people, we have to still maintain that working class lifestyle. And we don't have And it that.
1: don't matter what I or anybody else yeah. think. As long as y'all good and y'all like, hey, we we not doing that. Then that's all that matters. But
0: you had these motherfuckers that will say, like, it's going to always be hard. So and just like okay, <laughs> capital O, capital K,
1: okay. <laughs> the fuck you want? Who cares? <laughs> Over here trying to drop facts. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah
0: it's going to always be hard, but I'm not going to always accept that. You know what I'm saying, and it don't
1: always gotta be hard if you work in yeah. toward being in a better financial space. Then it may not be hard. It may for not you. be
0: hard. You know,
1: like you can't put your standards on other people. people. You yeah. just can't do that.
0: And that's the an issue in itself too. The power, of okay? Like when you just accept shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> bruh, you mean to tell me that you felt like you felt like in the beginning that it was gonna be rough, but you just did it anyway?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like that's fucked up. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, nah, I don't. Like, for the sake of love and happiness, I am not going to suffer. You know what I'm saying? Like, my peace of mind and my sanity is way more important than just, you know, dwindling and doing stupid shit just to say, like, that's what I'm chasing after. Like, Mm. look, if I got to wait on it, I got to wait on it. But before, I just sit up and squander my whole life just trying to get a piece or an ounce or a second of some good shit. I'm going to fuck everything else around it up. Like, nah, I'm not doing that. You know? And unfortunately, when I look back at, like, some of the the friends that I've had, you mm-hmm. know, when they're like, come on, man, you need to live. You don't do enough. You don't. Okay. Yeah. I just went and fucked off some money I probably didn't have. Some time I could have used a lot more wisely. <laughs> And I just didn't have the courage to tell you no because Mm -hmm. I was so concerned about you still feeling the same way you felt about me when we first initially met. Mm. Like, I have to start emphasizing why these no's are what they are. So, I'm going to just leave it at no. Like, I'm not even going to explain to you. I'm not even going to care if you understand why I'm saying it. This is just no.
1: But you You know what's really messed up is that people take you to a point of getting there. Yeah. As far as, like, no with no explanation. Because if you say, well, no, I'm not really, or no, I don't really want to, then they keep pushing. It's mm-hmm. like, well, no, motherfucker, just no, because it's no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? Right. So the fact that you even have to say no, and I could care less how you feel, it comes from, yeah. Yeah,
0: it comes from growth. Because I really don't be caring. Like, I really, you know, I always feel bad. Well, I used to always feel bad. I'm like, damn, I really could have just went, you know, pulled up for an hour and left. But then you'll realize, like, that was an hour extra Mm -hmm. in sleep that you just said I wanted to get more rest. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's still always an alternative to um, those feelings.
1: Well, I don't want to say that I ever not care because I always care. I never want to um, be rude or make a person feel like I just don't give a fuck. But I do think that I do in saying that on the flip side, I do still need to just say no more Mm -hmm. because I deserve my space and my comfort. Yeah. You know?
0: Well, on my end, I do not give a fuck. (laughs) And I do want people to understand that I don't give a fuck. But what I don't want to have to do is say that. Like, don't push me to have to say that. You know what I'm saying? Just accept my no.
1: That's how I feel too. Don't, um, don't. you
0: know, even like, you know, because sometimes like when you give those, those excuses where you say like, well, I really don't feel like it. Just saying I really don't feel mm -hmm. means that it's a little bit in there that does want to go out, but you just really feel more overwhelmed by whatever is going on. Mm -hmm. So a person is trying to extract that little bit of what is there Mm -hmm. out of you. No, just accept my no. I don't want to come. Yeah. I'm not coming. You know, um, I'm I'm getting out of all of those things, those unnecessary pressures. When your kid have a birthday, I ain't getting them a gift every birthday. Mm-hmm. I love your little son, but <laughs> I don't have the money. I'm not about to try to figure out yeah. how to just whip up even a cheap gift because I feel like that doesn't justify how I really feel about your kid. So I'm going to do what I feel is best in this particular instance, whether it be getting something later or figure out a way to show him in other ways besides monetarily right. how I feel. Like, I'm not going to let people's feelings and expectations dictate how I behave in this body or in this spirit that I live in. Mm-hmm. So, just accept when I say no.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah.
0: So, I mean, it's harsh sometimes. It's a little bit more abrasive or brash than what you may like but like understand that you push people there sometimes yeah you know what i'm saying and i mean unfortunately for me i'm just like more comfortable now than ever to say what i really feel because i think that sometimes when you try to be nice about what you're saying they still won't get the point
1: because people too used to taking advantage
0: yeah so
1: well not everybody but a lot of people do like it's a very real thing of of your kind, you know, your kindness being yeah, taken advantage from, yeah, of, weakness. and I, I, yeah, so yeah, I'm just getting to a place of reserving space for myself and just saying no. You
0: know? So, whatever it is for you, the listener, that you need to say no to, start saying it today because um, you're taking a lot of um, energy and moments of your life away by. Buying time trying to please other people. Like that shit is whack. Like, mm-hmm. man, when you realize that these people <laughs> that you trying to please don't even have a goal of their own and you sitting up making all of these investments yourself mm-hmm. in them, man, you be like, Dog, I did all this shit and these niggas still ain't shit now that I'm gone. Like they literally be in the same spot they was in, you know, years after y'all done fell out. You or know? just
1: know that they probably wouldn't do the same for you that you're doing they for them. They never gonna do the same. <laughs> no, if they can't do it for themselves, they definitely so, ain't gonna do it for you. just like, fuck it, no, figure it
0: out. Yeah, fuck you, bruh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it's a nice way to say fuck you, bruh. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you put a little bit of, you know, a, I guess, expression or accent on it, maybe they'll hear it differently. <laughs> you know.
1: I'll find saying, new ways to say it. You that. know
0: what I'm saying? Like, when the girl say, bitch, fuck you. You know what I'm saying? Like, put a little accent on it. Maybe they hear that shit different. Shit. Fuck out of here. But um, this is a new episode of Our Two Cents. This is episode 16. You know, like, I be looking at our episode numbers. I'm like, dog, we is still in, like, 20 and under. You know what I'm saying? Like, niggas don't be working as hard as us, but we still just don't have that, like, big number. Just know, it be a lot of shit going on over here. It's a lot of work going on. We don't have 140 shows. That's
1: okay, though. But it's okay. It's okay. I, I be
0: looking at that shit the like, damn. The content
1: is what matters, not the number yeah. of the episodes.
0: Because it be feeling like we should be way past. When
1: you hear like, welcome <laughs> to episode 200 and like, what the
0: fuck? And you like, nigga. Yeah. But you realize that like, out of them 200 plus, it's only like a memorable 10 or 20 yeah. you know so I you know I look at that too but I always just think like we be sitting up trying to figure out what number is it as <laughs> if it's that many like you'd be like damn like what number are we on and you like damn only 16 <laughs> right <laughs> uh, <laughs> but nonetheless episode 16 um we're definitely going to try to be a little bit more interactive because I'm personally getting tired of talking about some of the stuff that be going on so I want to kind of incorporate the listener. Definitely, if you want to, you know, touch bases or connect or suggest anything, hit us up on um, Twitter and IG at our two cents pod. I could be found personally at Dergo BJ on Twitter. I do not have a Dergo BJ Instagram page that I actually use. So if you want to reach out to me on Instagram. You can find me at the subject change on Instagram and then you give them your social media, please.
1: Mona Lisa, M-O-H-N-A-L-Y-S-S-A-A. That's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Do people still use Facebook? Not for real.
0: Yeah, I figured that.
1: Well, I don't. Not for real.
0: Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I'm going to try to figure out more ways to connect with people a more, you know, useful way.
1: The aunties and grandmas yeah. and old co. You know. Yeah, because Facebook would be dry. <laughs> Classmates shit. and shit. That's who I am
0: But definitely when you get a chance, rate and subscribe. We could be found on Spotify. We could be found on Apple and Google Podcasts. We still have this SoundCloud page up. Don't know how long that's going to last. But just about any of the major podcast hostings, you can typically find us there. Um, the email address, if you want to send an email, it is our two cents pod at gmail. Just hit us up. Let us know what you thought about today's episode. Start saying your no's a little bit more regularly, and I can guarantee you'll feel better. Definitely live tweet us if that's what you decide to do. You can live tweet us at Our Two Cents Pod. Let us know when you're listening. Definitely give us a retweet. Give us a rating and a subscription on Apple Podcasts. I'm asking for a lot, but so the fuck what? I need it. (laughs) And if you just so happen to say no, that's cool. The no is up to you, but... I'm asking nonetheless. So um, thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you guys again in two weeks. Say no. What else you got?
1: I ain't got nothing else.
0: That was good. Catch y'all a little bit later. Peace.